0: When you're faced with the reality of the resurrection, you're really only left with three different options. Worship, terror, or denial. And that's what we saw in this morning's reading. Each of these three reactions came out in what we just read. And we can see each of these three different reactions in society even today. Now... The resurrection, while surprising, wasn't entirely unexpected because, well, Jesus did actually tell them before it happened that it was going to happen. He he said, on on the third day, I'm going to rise from the dead. Um, And the chief priests and the Pharisees, well, they wanted to make sure that 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 didn't happen. Um, And they wanted to make sure that it couldn't appear as if it possibly happened. I mean, they went to a lot of trouble to get Jesus dead. You see, right throughout the lead-up to the crucifixion, they kept trying to catch him out. But finally, in Jesus' time, he allowed himself to fall into their grasp. So they went to a lot of trouble to get Jesus dead and they wanted him to stay that way. And they wanted to make sure that it couldn't even appear as if Jesus had been raised from the dead. And so before Jesus was raised, um, they went to Pilate and they said, Sir, We remember that that imposter, while he was alive, he said that in three days he was going to come back to life again. Now, we reckon his disciples are going to try and flog his body and then go, look, he's gone, he's alive. And that would be worse than what it was before. And so Pilate said, yeah, righto. Um, You guys go and put a guard on it. Make that that tomb as secure as you can and guard it. And that's what they did. They put soldiers on the, on the tomb to guard and they put a seal on the tomb to make sure that nobody shifted it. Now, that's almost, I just find this laughable really. Fancy putting a seal on the door to Jesus' tomb. Now, you know what a SEAL is, don't you? A SEAL isn't a thing of strength. It's not a it's not a thing to prevent somebody from getting in. It's more of a means of checking on security. It, it's a means of making sure that security hasn't been breached. So if you open your power box, you'll see something a bit like what I've got a picture of here. Um, you'll see a little piece of wire or or a tiny bit of cable wrapped around a screw or a peg or something that goes through the cover of your electricity meter and the whole point of the thing is you you can't open that electricity meter and, and fiddle with things inside of it, tamper with it, unless you break that little wire or you break the seal. Now, the seal is that little piece of lead or aluminium or other soft alloy which is wrapped around the wire and squished with some kind of image on it which you don't have but Ergon do. So that's the photo of my metre and you can see on one side of the seal it's got ERG which stands for Ergon and on the other side it's got a unique number stamped into it. And if Ergon come along and go, hmm that's been tampered with, well, they know that somebody's gotten into there. And the chief priests and the Pharisees put their equivalent of a seal, it was probably a wax seal, maybe it was a piece of rope strung around the the stone and then sealed with, with wax seals, so that they would know if somebody had shifted that rock. Now, that's not going to stop me from getting in my power metre if I really want to. A pair of side cutters would do it real easy. Just like the seal that they put on the tomb wouldn't actually stop anyone from getting in. It was just so that they would know if anybody had snuck it in. They'd know if the soldiers had been derelict in their duty of guarding the tomb. And I just, I just laugh at the point of having a seal because they didn't even really need to look at the seal to see if anybody had tampered with this tomb. There was this big old angel sitting on top of the rock that he'd just tossed aside. I don't think anybody looked at the seal at all. It was pretty obvious that the tomb had been tampered with all right, but but the whole point is not that the tomb was tampered with, but who had done the tampering? You see, a little puny seal is not going to stop God. And when God does his work, he doesn't want to try and conceal it. He wants everybody to know about it. And when the earthquake shook and that angel rolled the stone away and sat on it, the guards were struck with terror. Verse 4 says, For fear of him, meaning the angel, the guards trembled and became like dead men. Now, I suppose that means that they fainted. They fainted in terror. But the women were there too. And the angel said something to the women that he didn't say, to the God Does anyone know what that is? Same thing God says to most people when He visits them, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Look, He's risen. And I said to you this a couple of weeks ago, and I've said it to you this a number of times, whenever you read that word "behold in the Bible, it means, "Look, look at that, right Behold, He's risen. Look. He's risen, he's not here. Now, Jesus didn't need that stone to be gone for him to rise from the dead. In fact, he didn't even need it for him to get, be moved, for him to get out of the tomb. Because we know from other accounts in the Bible of the resurrection that he would just appear behind locked doors. Physical barriers didn't stop the resurrected Jesus from going through them. But the stone did need to be rolled away so that the women could see and know that Jesus had been raised from the dead. So, verse 8. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. That would be a a real mixture of emotions, wouldn't it? And you would feel those both emotions, wouldn't you? You would feel fear, but at the same time, mixed with bubbling over with joy. He's alive. Oh, isn't that scary? Oh, isn't that wonderful? And, And look... Jesus met them and said, Greetings. If he was an Australian, he would have said, G'day. And they came up and they took hold of his feet and they worshipped him. When the guards encountered the reality of the resurrection, they were struck helpless with fear. But when the women encountered the, the resurrected Christ, they fell down at his feet and they worshipped him. That's the same reaction that happened when Jesus appeared to the rest of his disciples in Galilee. When they saw him, they worshipped him too. Not perfectly. We're told there that some of them still doubted. But those who realised that Jesus had been raised from the dead worshipped him. But there's one other group of people in this story and I feel their reaction is the saddest of all, and that's the reaction of the chief priests. Now, to give you a little hint of their reaction, we're going to show a little movie clip, and it's very, very quick, so you've got to catch it. The kids might even know where it's from, but there's there's a phrase in here that, or a word that, jumps out at us. You ready? Right? Oh, yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. I don't know about you, mate. What's your problem? Me. There it is. Which word do you think I'm looking for there? Denial. Denial. Eh? Isn't that a great thing? Uh, yeah. Denial. Some of the guards went and they told the chief priests everything that had happened. Now, I'm just imagining this unfolding. We're not told how it went, but this is how I sort of picture it. Ah, uh, boss, your seal's broken. And, well,. There's something else. Well, there's this big old angel sitting on top of the stone, and and the dead guy's gone. No, no, nobody took him. He's just gone. Well, well you see, when the earthquake happened and the big shiny guy rolled the stone away, well, there was nothing there. It was empty, vacant, unoccupied, deserted, bare. There was no one there. There was as much rotting flesh in that tomb as there are feathers on a frog. It was empty. Now, what is a chief priest to do? You've just crucified the bloke that claimed to be the Son of God, claimed to be the Messiah. You're God's representative here on earth because you're the chief priest and this fellow's obviously not God so you crucify him and now he's been raised back to life again an angel of God has the hide to break your seal and he testifies that Jesus is risen what is a chief priest to do? when faced with the resurrection what did they do? What was that word? Denial. They paid the guards to lie and pretend that the body had been stolen by his disciples. Denial. Why would that... Denial, that's right. Why would they do that? What would keep them from worship? What kept them in this state of denial? They had reliable eyewitnesses telling them what had happened. Proof of the resurrection right there before them. Proof that Jesus is exactly who he said he was. Now, wouldn't you think that they'd take the opportunity while it was still there to fall down on their face before Almighty God and to seek his forgiveness and to worship him for the resurrection of his son. I reckon I'd give that a go. But no. Denial. I reckon it was probably their pride. Maybe it was their tradition, maybe it was their theology, but pride is very often that ugly part of us that prevents us from embracing the activity of God. Pride can really get in the way of us giving ourselves over to God because it means that we have to admit, hey, I was actually wrong. Or it means I have to admit that Well, I'm actually not master of my own destiny. Pride. Let's jump forward now to Easter Sunday 2014. Now, for those of you with your wits about you, that's today. God reveals himself, the risen, crucified one reveals himself today. How do we react? Well, some react in fear. We're afraid to receive Christ and to worship him as our saviour. Many take up the attitude of denial. The fact that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead is, ah, yeah, maybe it happened, but that doesn't have to affect me. Denial. But the chosen, what do they do? when they're encountered with the reality of the resurrection. What do the chosen do on a day like Easter Sunday? Worship. We worship the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And let's do that now.